0: breastfeeding is So physical and it's so emotional and it's so communal and it's so political at the moment And so all those things that it was really amazing to see women come together and sort of lay it all out on the table Well
1: parenting can be really lonely And it doesn't have to be and it's really great to have a community where you can connect and know that you're you're not in the trenches alone and that it's if you find that foundation now, you can always reach out because it doesn't yeah. I mean it it gets easier, but it gets harder too. Yeah. And sometimes it's just nice to say, "Wow, oh, breastfeeding is messy." Hey, you're listening to Pushing It, where we talk about all things pregnancy birth and life with a new baby. I'm Elise McAllister, and this is Jen Laird. Because if you can't laugh about peeing yourself, you might as well laugh at yourself while doing it.
0: We're in just outside Denver, and the very kind mechanic is giving us, it's like our eighth mechanic of all the repairs we've had to have done. She's a 1994 Safari Continental. Barb is charming and lovely.
2: Yeah.
0: But there's, you know, a lot
2: of quirks in an older
0: model of things. Plus, the rule of the road for RVs is 200 miles every two days. Right. We've now gone almost 12,000 in, like, two and a half months.
1: Yeah.
0: And... Most people don't take RVs into places like New York City and right. Baltimore and, like, right. cobblestone streets of Philadelphia. How um, is driving an RV in New York City? Um, well, I didn't do it myself because it's too terrifying, but I did hold my breath the whole time <laughs> yeah. someone else drove. So Julia, who is my – I call her my pilot, not my co-pilot because she does the majority of the driving. Okay. Um, and she's brilliant at it. It's one of those things where you – I, I, I worked with her at a former company we worked with together when I, when I had a marketing agency, I still do, but she was one of, um, she worked for one of the companies I worked for and we really hit it off, you know, sometimes you just meet someone who you feel like in life somehow there's, there's something relatable or, or, or she just had a positive energy about her. And then when I needed someone to really go on this tour with me, because it was so hard enough for me to be leaving my family for That's this so, like, length of time, and I needed someone that I felt was upbeat and capable yeah. and the right yin to my yang,
2: in a way. And yeah, I didn't literally. know
0: her all that well, but she...
2: And now you do. I do! <laughs> you now do. you live in an RV with her.
0: We joked we went from being, like, acquaintances to a married couple in the span of a <laughs> week. Yeah. Yeah. And she, her favorite joke on the bus is that she's um, sleeping with her boss because she's trying to move up the ladder. <laughs> oh, that is so <laughs> awesome! Because we shared the bed. There's one bed. an RV, and
1: so we have to sleep. It. With it. I love it. I often call Jen my work wife. Yeah.
0: So that it's makes true. perfect sense. It's true. You it really you have to be you have to be in the bus. Yeah. Or in the company with good people. Yes. Because it matters, especially. Um, something of this nature for us because we have to be on almost every day. Of course. You have the responsibility of driving something the size of a city bus. In a city. (laughs) In cities where it's nearly impossible and, you know, there's so much stress. And you just also, like for me, I'm building a business. We're very grassroots. It's just a very emotional journey anyway.
2: And then you're talking about breastfeeding with complete strangers all over the country with all the different cultural thoughts in each neck of the woods. That's, that's intense.
0: And so there's just a lot of energy in it and a lot of ups and downs and a lot yeah. that you're navigating. And so to ask someone to come on that journey with you it's huge. is huge. And to find someone as you know brilliant as Julia who's handled it so well and you know we've we've realized our quirks and wh- whether you like to look at the gps or have someone speak to you about the navigation right. or you know all those things do you yes. want the sound on or off or um you know how how when you're driving what do you need and sort yeah. of how do you need your downtime so you yes. can restore and all that stuff but anyway this was a very long-winded way of saying that we're at the mechanic and he's going around and kindly showing us again You know, the bits and pieces about caring for Barb that we, we didn't know, and he gets to the oil side, and he's like, well, let's check your oil, and he pulls out, you know, the oil dipstick or whatever, and it's a 40-foot RV, so you can imagine he's pulling (laughs) it out, and it's just so long. He's just pulling it, pulling it, pulling it, and I'm, like, standing there, standing there, standing there, and, like, I like, and he's like, oh, this is the longest one I've ever seen. (laughs) I mean, like, what can you say to that except that's what she (laughs) said.
1: I mean, no other response, but... Ever be appropriate? So
0: inappropriate in some but, levels. I mean, but I'm like here, Well, so but also here we
1: are in a boob, a giant boob bus.
0: Yes. Right. With these manly like mechanics yes. who and are these, like, who are yes. you anyways? And right. these two, you know, two women show up with like issues and problems. And so we yeah. just sort of embraced. I think at every level, even from a breastfeeding perspective, we sort yeah. of embraced that we are we are shaking up the norm.
2: Right. In a good way. I love right. it. Um, and you got to do it with humor. And some sarcasm, yeah. and don't take yourself too seriously.
0: Isn't that so true about motherhood as well? Is, that's exactly yeah, what motherhood it's is.
2: it's messy. It's very messy. It's, it's messy, messy, and every
0: day's a new normal. And you're just like constantly questioning things, yeah. and you're constantly messing things up, and then you're constantly like doing okay at things, and and yeah. so if you don't, if you're not, if you're not okay with the ride, it's a lot harder. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of white egg You
1: gotta yeah. laugh at yourself. Well, let's introduce you because we didn't actually do that. We are here with, I'm going to say your name right, we're here at Nurturing Expression in West Seattle with Amy Van Haren and with Pump Spotting and Barb the Bus, Barb the Bus, Barb the RV. Um, Will you tell us all about yourself and your amazing Barb? Sure, I'd love to. Thanks for
0: talking to me. Yeah. Yeah, It's a real honor to chat with you ladies. Um, So I, pump spotting is all about connecting breastfeeding women. Mm -hmm. That's really the onus. That's the heart and center of why we're here. We connect people on an app where women can talk about milk and motherhood and Mm -hmm. the best places to nurse and pump. And now we are currently connecting people on our 40 foot RV called the Breast Express. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're traveling across the country. We started outside my home I I live in Maine we started in Boston and we've been on the road for about
2: 14 weeks oh my gosh wait wait pause 14 weeks yeah how many times have you gone home
0: i have been home so in the beginning when we were in new england and it was easier to sort of pop to portland pop to boston (laughs) pop to vermont which is we you know we did that on purpose to warm up to the tour into the tour which was really smart yeah so you know i was home based there and then we went to new york for a week and came back and so and then we took a week off for fourth of july so i've probably been away from my family for I don't even want to say it, too long. Can we just say too long? That's totally fair. We have a
1: no-judgment policy. Um,
0: Yeah, you know, I actually haven't talked about that much because I think survival, like self-preservation, the only thing you can do is say, like, this mission to support women and breastfeeding women and to really help so many other mothers find their way forward. Right. Is so important to me, and my family is behind that and yes. supportive of that. The only thing we can do is just take it day by day and not think about the yeah. separation.
2: So not only am I hearing some emotion, but I think I'm I'm seeing emotion on her face, and I love that. And what I love about this moment right now is that it's actually um, not. There's bigger stuff happening here, right? It is um, for the people who are in the trenches of, oh my gosh, how am I gonna push a baby out? Or, oh my gosh, how am I gonna figure out how to understand this newborn or breastfeed or whatever? How am I gonna help this kid sleep through the night because I'm going crazy? That those are the things that we deal with in the early days and this is what continues to happen where there is the desire some of the Mm self-doubt potentially Mm -hmm. did i make the right decision am i doing how how am i in all of this and then it's listening to the core Mm -hmm. of what you're saying is that your family is really important to you and they're behind you and the work that you do is going to change other people's lives um to also give some context we did a little bit of a live facebook or whatever it was, an interview. And the conversation Mm. that sparked out of that was everything from breastfeeding to racism to sexualizing of women's bodies. I mean, it was everything in between. To the history
0: of breastfeeding and how we in this modern day and the acts and conversations, we have changed that. And it was so beautiful. Yeah. It it was, was amazing. It was so real and so sort of touched. I think that's breastfeeding is so physical and it's yeah. so emotional and yeah. it's so communal and it's right. so political at the moment and right, it's so right. all those things right. that it was really amazing to see women come together and sort of lay it all yeah. out on the table yeah. about all those things it's because in a way you can't really talk about one you can't just say how do we have a conversation with my employer about pumping or what does pumping look like without right. also talking about what Support looks like absolutely. It's that's, and I think you said it so wonderfully before when you said the three. I can't remember now what you said, but the three sides of it that come
2: together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember what I said either, but when I remember, yeah, <laughs> I know. <I> will <laughs> add it. But it it was. Notes, it was right? It's <laughs> true. It's true. And I have to
0: say this. So this conversation was amazing, and that's why. That's why pump spawning for me has yes. been so powerful, yes. is because these conversations are happening in every town we're in. Right. The way women are coming together on the bus, they're different every time. Yep. Yep. You know, sometimes um, we in Grand Rapids, Michigan, two moms came on and they were sitting on the bus and they had little babies and they started feeding next to one another and they, then they started talking and the lactation consultant came on. And one of them had a four-week-old, and one of them had a six-week-old. Mm. And they were both preemies. Oh wow. oh, wow. And by the time they left, not wow. only had they worked through questions and answers and things, but they'd exchanged phone numbers, and they were crying together. Oh. And they left sort of feeling part of something a, bigger than right. themselves and have gotten gotten the support. And it's it's like these organic ways. Right. So the conversation today, there was a, a really passionate, beautiful yeah. mother here. Yep who potentially might go on to work for WIC as a peer counselor or or there was the onus of that. And I think ultimately, you know, what we're building hopefully for Pump Spotting is something that supports breastfeeding women at every Mm. stage in the journey. But the, the, the the reason we're doing it through the lens of community is that we hope these ripples of connection go on to do even more. Right. So we support one woman in her moment, but hopefully what she shares with someone else or what she shares with a lactation consultant right. or a doula or the yeah. connection yeah. then empowers something beautiful to happen that sort of starts to really change things and I know it sounds so ridiculous but to me that's oh. how I believe we're gonna like make this but journey I, easier that's what it,
1: changes the world I yeah. mean that's that's huge and and it's what changes the world and what we really loved and what really drew us to, to getting this moment to talking to you was that when I when I looked at the app and I saw the first thing that comes up is, you know, fi- who who are your people? Is it is that am I yeah. saying it right? Yeah. And I was like, my people. Oh, I love that. And I know for myself and I think that I could probably speak on behalf of every person out there who's breastfeeding currently or who has breastfed or has a baby that We've all been there and felt alone at some point mm-hmm. in parenting and yeah. I yeah. think just in life in general that yeah. there's yeah. this yeah. moment where we don't feel connected to our community and we need to find our people, right. but especially when we find ourselves in the bathroom sp- stall. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Oh my gosh, am I pumping here alone? And you're connecting people to their people. That's a beautiful thing. So what do you Thank tell you. us about that aha moment when you're like, let's, let's yeah. do this. Let's connect people. Well, it's really apropos that you say that because my aha moment happened
0: in a bathroom while I was playing. Ah, I love it. Oh,
2: great. It did, actually. That was a
0: very nice transition. <laughs> (laughs) Um, I, that was it. I loved breastfeeding. I have two kids. I breastfed them both for near two years. And when my son, Max, my second was six weeks old because I owned a marketing agency and I worked for myself, I had to go back to work because who I had no boss to, to allow me more maternity leave time. And I lived in Maine and most of my clients were in California, so I was flying across the country every month and shipping hundreds of ounces of milk and Googling where the heck dry shipping. ice was. And oh, gosh. pumping in every client's office and every bathroom and every airport and all that stuff. And I, I mean, I was, I, was, I was overwhelmed, but the main thing is that I felt really isolated. Right. But, but everywhere I went, I talked to other women right. because I was traveling so much, partially, and I saw just amazing, beautiful breastfeeding women all around me and every time I talked to them I learned something new and I felt better Hmm. whether it was like here's a great um, mothering room in the airport or um, here's a tip on how to store your milk in the freezer you know this way instead of that you know flat and so you can store more or just a woman who would give me a hug and say you're doing a great job yeah and I felt like we could build a better space Hmm. to unite all that beautiful important yeah mama power yeah. around breastfeeding um and so then i couldn't stop thinking about it and that's sort of how the pump squatting journey began yeah. it began on my need in that bathroom to say here i am i'm alone in a bathroom i hate being in a bathroom i'm pumping but i know there's probably so many women who have pumped in this bathroom before me and that mm. felt uh, that felt powerful in a way to think yeah. like gosh yeah. milk has been made beyond me in this
2: place connection Uh, to yeah the generations before and
0: yeah yeah. that's beautiful
2: and and i had my phone because what are
0: you doing when you're pumping oh you're like scrolling instagram or what have you and i just felt like you know i think we could build a space where i'm pumping and getting an uplift even if i can't be in person in a in a group or among other women
2: and people find it I think uh, challenging as well to even to look for information mm. about all these various topics I feel like that even as someone who works with um postpartum folks of like yeah. oh where do I find this information I'm like well I really like this one book <laughs> right. and resource in this chapter <laughs> right. and then I like this online forum for this thing yes to have that all in one place is a really beautiful yeah beautiful idea yeah well
0: thank you and we're i mean we're excited for me also the thing that excites me is that the breastfeeding space is, is so innovative right yeah. now yeah. and i think there's this big shift towards more interest in breastfeeding towards more interest in supporting it than ever before i'm making a broad statement but it yeah. seems like yeah. there's i've been on the road now across the country yes. to see enough about the way people want to support it and be connected to it and i think I think to be in the space, getting innovative and getting creative, and really looking yeah. at what the journey looks like and how we restructure that for today's nursing and pumping mom. It really that piece. Not only so, not only does the mission move me, but sort of the entrepreneurial business challenge mm. excites me.
2: So, what are some um, some ways that you've seen um, some stories of how are people being? Um, Creative with that. Yeah, in
0: the space. Well, we launched our tour at MIT's Make the Breast Pump Not Suck Hackathon, <laughs> which is brilliant. <laughs> Love it. It's in and of itself. It was Fantastic. their second one. Catherine there, who heads it up, um, had done it a handful of years ago and had such success, but there were, so there were like 200 or 300 smart minds coming together to say how do we do things differently for breastfeeding. So there were, um, you know, there were people who were designing breast pumps for visually impaired mothers Wow! and people who were redesigning traditional Pueblo attire so that it's more nursing friendly and a woman who was doing, you know, like a virtual AR goggles that when you look down, you see your baby. And so... So all that stuff was really amazing, and it was okay. really cool to be yeah. part of it, to say, you know, some of these ways the breast pumps have been made, or some of the ways we tackle support is different. And I think you guys probably see that in even in your space, I think. Even in the past year or so that I've been doing this, even doulas are coming to the forefront much more than they ever have been. Yeah, I think absolutely. we were talking about this earlier. To some extent, I think, you know, when I had my first daughter six years ago, postpartum doulas I was very intrigued by it Mm -hmm. I was like gosh that sounds really amazing and I could almost instinctively feel that having someone take care of you in that time period felt important right but I couldn't get over the like But is that a luxury?
2: Right. Right. Not a necessity. Right. In the same way that we're talking about breastfeeding being something we don't know enough about because other generations have sat around talking about this and normalizing the experience or giving tips and tricks. And then there's the same thing with our fragmented Life is different, right? We don't tend to grow up in the same small town and stay there and have our aunts and uncles and so on around. So we live in a world where we're not necessarily living near family, or even friends that we've grown up with, other folks who are of our age who are now in the stage of life. And so we move to a new city. What the heck do we do? How do I connect with people? How do I connect with my local resources? That's a huge amount of work to do. Yeah. Yeah. So luxury versus necessity on that. That's the whole point here is that a postpartum doula, if I can come in as a postpartum doula, do a few dishes, help you figure out how to breastfeed when you had so many questions about what's happening here teach you how to wrap up your baby a little bit different and just show you some things because I happen to be holding your baby and just normally doing what I do with a baby and you're like oh wow that's how you do that the difference of our generation now versus previous ones is that mom came over or mom even might have come and stayed with you or Mm -hmm. you live in a small town where there's aunties or I, yeah. I think that lifestyles have changed enough for both breastfeeding mm-hmm. and thinking about a postpartum doula that there's not the luxury yeah of it's not a luxury. Of course, it is a financial constraint for sure. some. Um, and I, I want to make sure the barrier there is signif... Like, we need to talk about the barrier. Sure,
0: yeah, of course. But no. but the first step is recognizing the importance of it. Absolutely. The demand, you know, the demand, the need to say, what's more important than the perfect bouncy swing is maybe having right. someone get you the perfect latch. Or, oh, or when your milk comes in, someone to be there Yes. On Absolutely. on day five to say, okay, it's okay, here's what you're going to do, here's how you set up your pump if you need it, or whatever it is, so that you... In that moment, because I think that motherhood, for sure, but breastfeeding, like, where else do you experience something that there's so much that you need to know that you can't know it, and then when you need to know it, you need to know at that moment.
2: Exactly, that's right? so sad. Well reading said. that
1: book before you have a baby isn't gonna be all that helpful in the moment. No. And reading a book when you have a baby that's fussy and you are healing and tired right. and you are eating with the non-dominant hand and your cold food and you're trying to communicate with yeah. maybe a partner and you're not so pleasant in your communication style anymore. Yeah. It's not a great time to figure out a new skill. No. Like that is not the time to do it. <laughs> no. And I love that you said the new bouncy swing. I mean, those are usually... I, it's been a while, but yeah. those are usually over fifty bucks, and yeah. a, a lactation consultant or a postpartum doula—you can usually get an hour of those, you know, with somebody like that for close to the price of one of those. I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's a nice trade.
0: But you're also not just getting an hour, right? Like you're getting an hour that either gives you a lesson or a right. moment of emotional stability.
2: Yes, that then. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> rip us out. I'm just getting all excited over here. I know. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. It's true. Spot it just on. feels like.
0: I think we need to keep as women. We need to be keep shifting to prioritize the yep. support we need, and yep. we need to not. I feel like I learned this lesson over and over. I learned it with breastfeeding, but certainly even building a business, we need to right. like be able to say, "I need help." Yep. And I'm okay. With I'm okay to I need ask. Help. I need help. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm a, we're all going to actually be better for me owning up to that and seeking that. It's even like we on our way here, you know, we were in Denver and we had um, overheating and brake issues and oh. such. And then it took so long to get the old parts in that we had to be in. I wanted to be in Seattle so much that we, it was going to take us. You know, we had to drive 26 hours. Oh, gosh. Like 40, 40 hours. Oh and gosh. so I called my husband and I was like, look, for the first time, I need you to get on the bus. And I was like, and he did without, you know, the grandparents jumped in with the kids and stuff. But it was so hard for me to not feel like a failure to say, we need some support with the driving. And it was the best thing ever because now he and I have gotten time together and the kids got time with the kids. And I actually, I'm stronger to keep going on the tour because I waved the white flag (sighs) and said, like, just come help me.
2: I love everything you said yes. because of you as a mom are living this right now and everything you just said absolutely applies to a woman in birth mm-hmm. or a woman yeah. postpartum mm-hmm. or a woman trying to figure out how to breastfeed mm-hmm. is that when we come to that place of saying I need some help and someone can come in, you feel stronger mm-hmm. and it, it, that is also a, I think a cultural shift. Yeah. Yes. Is that I want my daughters to yeah. be able to ask for help yeah. and not feel shame and for son. it.
0: Yeah,
2: and right? We yes. want all of our kids yeah, to true. feel this. Yes. but we forget oh. to look at vulnerability
1: as a strength, yeah. and instead exactly. we look at, at look at no. it as like a, a mom shame thing, right? right? Like, right. oh, I'm not doing a great job as. A mom and I think about it as in postpartum how we honor bouncing back right mm-hmm. this is kind of my soapbox topic, okay. <laughs> right yeah. um, I could I could podcast for a year on bouncing back yeah. um, Jen is like yeah. oh here she goes but <laughs> I I have such an issue with like okay she's had a baby it's been two days let's start cleaning the house and hosting the company and get those skinny jeans back on Right, and we need to say, "Oh my goodness, she has just been through a lot." Yeah, her bar body has grown a baby. She's now got to figure out this brand new skill and heal and do all of these other things that she needs to ask for help, and mm-hmm. that lasts a really long time. Yeah, and I think it, it takes a lot of strength to say, "I need somebody to help me." Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, that that makes me want to know, like, what what kind of ways can moms ask for help in Mm. leading up to having their babies on the outside? So during pregnancy, how can they say to friends and family, hey, help me prepare for breastfeeding or pumping or meeting these milestones? Yeah. No, I think it's a great question. And I think the more
0: involved you get earlier on, the more involved you get the people around you towards yep. what you want. And I think that means everyone. That means your partner, for sure. That means your employer, for sure. Right. That means your mother-in-law, whatever yeah. it is. All those people that are around you, I think it's really important to just have those conversations the same way we spend so much time on birth, which is important. But you, you need a breastfeeding plan as well. And you need everybody on board. And so you need oh, to yeah. say, like, look, my goal is to make it to a year. And that means that for the first two weeks, the best thing I can do for my baby is nurse nonstop. Ooh. So I'm telling you now that my boob's gonna be out, father-in-law. If you come over, you know what I mean. If you th- if you think about what does what does that mean? Yeah. And you won't know what you need till you're there. Right. But you can say to your partner, look, every time I eat, I hear it's hard for me to get off the chair. Every time it's hard for me to get off the chair when the baby eats. So you go cut up lots of little bites of food and every time the baby eats mom you feed mom.
2: You like, are being so practical and down to earth and I love everything you're saying. I'm I'm hearing you say you got to prepare for breastfeeding while pregnant. Yep. And practically the way that looks is having some conversation mm-hmm. with family and or friends mm-hmm. and definitely partner to say my breast is going to be out. Mm-hmm. Get ready for that. <laughs> I love I, it. I need to be fed. Yes. And so you're going to need to bring food to me, not because I'm lazy or I'm ill, but because it takes my body a lot of work Mm -hmm. and calories to produce and keep our baby alive, just like it did when the baby was on the inside.
1: Yep. I love the idea of a breastfeeding plan. Mm -hmm. We talk a lot about birth plans. We call it a birth wish list. But I love that there's so much emphasis on a birth plan and birth is, you know, Nobody can see my hands except for those in this room. (laughs)
2: But, you know, birth is like... Yeah, I don't she, want to give it. She's some numbers. given a couple inches here couple her and
1: then postpartum is now
2: she just she's about yeah. five feet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it would be in
0: inappropriate the, at this point if I said that's what she said.
2: Yeah, <laughs> ah, oh, no.
1: not on this podcast. That's 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 really she, oh, I haven't even hit my maximum oh. swearing. I think I'm turning, allows, so. yeah, I I'm turning but, but red. I'm turning red.
2: It's
0: true. You <sighs> breastfeed for such a long period of time, and yes. I think I think even just like for yourself, writing out like. You know, what is it going to look like at work? What is it going to look like in the first days? What is it going to look like, you know, with my friends who don't have kids? Like, just even for yourself, getting to a place to say, I need to think through what I might need from all these different environments and what is that it? And, like, honestly, so, like, get on the Pump Spotting app or find communities yeah. where there are like minded. Moms, find find the lactation consultant in your area, find a mother's group in your area that you can go to for breastfeeding support because afterwards, if you're having trouble, you're not gonna be, wanna be right. Googling then. Right. You're gonna wanna have it on, you already wanna know where it is you wanna go. You may not need it, beautiful, wonderful, have it on standby. Right. And then the other thing I would say is like, Call the three people that are your biggest support system, your sister, your two best friends, and, like, come up with a code word that when you're having a bad day, they just Uh text you how
2: awesome you are. Oh, I love that. We have a little saying with folks is that we suggest postpartum, I'm sorry, prenatal, prenatal, not postpartum, prenatal for the postpartum is that they identify people in their life that might be good at particular areas because we know that some people are going to come over and make a meal, bring a meal, whatever, and they're fantastic at that. Yeah. And the practical, right? And then we've got the emotional folks who are like, they see your heart. They say the thing that you need to, here. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, um, your, um, I know about babies. I know about parenting. I'm kind of your yeah. resourceful person. Yeah. And you go to each one of those people and you say, Hey, listen, I'm going to have to be vulnerable and say, I'm going to need you. And if I call you, here's what I'm going to need help with. And I've been identified and those folks, you know, if I was on your list, I'd probably get to do all three because I'm good with emotions. <laughs> yeah. I'm good with practical and I've parented, I so I yeah. love all of them. But there might be some people that would just be one of those things, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's a little bit of the, um, you're keeping them accountable mm-hmm. that if um, you call up and say, oh man, two days ago it was horrible and I was a crying mess and this and this happened, your friend is like, are you kidding me? I thought it was on your list. Why didn't you call me? No, I'm hurt. Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah that's great. Not to create drama, no. but that's really important. And I think that goes along just with what you're saying. Now, I want to push back just a little bit though. Because it sounds like some of these um, things are, what if you hear stories of this is going to be so hard? Or if you start Mm -hmm. to make your list Mm -hmm. of, oh gosh, I'm going to have to figure out how to pump at work. And then I'm going to, and the list could feel daunting. True.
0: Yes. So here's what I'd say is don't make a list of the things you have to know. Oh. Uh, Make a list of the people (sighs) to call when you need to know something.
2: Yes. I love it. Because...
0: That list will be intimidating, and here's the thing: like I, uh, one of the things I like, I think was the best thing I did is I took a breastfeeding class. Yeah. With an amazing lactation consultant doula in my hometown, and here's the thing: I remember zero of what I learned in that class. <laughs> right. But you know what I remembered was how lovely Andrea was. Oh, and so yes. then, when I when I was when my milk came in and I had no idea how to manage it, all I had to do was call her, and then she came over and told me what I needed to know in that moment. And so I I think that's the takeaway. Yes. And like with everything, motherhood, don't over Google things. Especially not breastfeeding. yes. Yes. Because I actually think that's a really important point. And I, you know, I'm not a lactation consultant, but after spending all this time with women and stories and my own experiences, I think... um, Like, breastfeeding can be hard, but it's not always. Exactly. And we don't always have milk supply issues. And we don't always have trouble pumping. Right. And so you want to be prepared for however what's going to come. And certainly I think the time commitment, the emotions, like everybody kind of goes through that. But you also don't want to to start to go down that road that something's wrong, when in reality... It may not, or it might just be off for a day or two right. or something like that. I think we need to, like, keep tapping into our, like, calm intuition as much as mm. possible to say, like, okay, what in this moment is happening? Right. Am I in a rational state of mind to be able to interpret whether this is yes true or not? And if yes. not, who am I going to call that's going to give me a second opinion? Is that... You know, yeah. your practical person or your emotional yeah. person or whatever it is, and then you sort of deal with it. Then because I think breastfeeding is kind of also like in the moment you're addressing what yes. you need, and so yes. you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself because you might create a you might create a scenario or go down a path where it's not you're not actually going physically or emotionally. Point. And
2: I like that idea that it, it's what is happening for me in this moment or in this this chunk of time. And usually, I think even the way you're alluding to that could be a couple of days. And I'm even thinking of um, you asking your husband to fly out and help you guys because of some of the unforeseen challenges you had, right? Like, that was a small amount of time. So for those who are experiencing a breastfeeding challenge, Mm -hmm. a mood disorder challenge, Mm -hmm. a maybe feeling like I'm going back to work and I'm not sure if I have enough milk to know that there potentially are some practical things you can do, but also that... In that moment, it looks like forever down the mm. road looks hard and terrible yeah. versus what can I do in this moment to make this section of time get over the hump, right? Yeah. And then be back on the other side. Yeah. yeah. We had, um, just to share a quick story, um, previously when we were chatting with um, other women in here and their breastfeeding experience, and the story of was told of um, a very you know, nice, lovely baby who was doing wonderfully. And then about six months in, she talked about, oh no, I don't feel my letdown reflex anymore. My breasts just don't feel super full. I think my baby's not getting enough. I need to switch to formula. And so they were chatting with the people who work in um, this lactation shop and you know went through your typical questions of, is your baby thriving? Are they meeting milestones? How many wet and dirty diapers are they having? And along this line, right? And she was able to then say, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, all of those things are fine. Um, but again, going back to, but my body doesn't feel like mm-hmm. it did before. So therefore I don't have enough milk. Mm-hmm. And again, baby's like six months old. So um, they weighed baby and then she fed baby and they weighed baby again, and in two minutes that that mom had been breastfeeding, she got, what was it, ladies? Six ounces. Six ounces of breast milk in in two minutes. So the the whole point of the story is that she thought maybe she needed to quit nursing because she didn't have enough milk, but actually she had an abundance of milk, and it's really typical around that time while nursing, for supply to change, for our experience within our body to change. And I think it's kind of nice because it's almost like our body's not on high alert all the time, right? It gets into a groove. It's settling. Yeah.
0: And it it is, I remember that. It was funny when she said that story because I remember that from my own journey the first time when my breasts were no longer ever engorged. Oh, yeah. Because you do. You go, all of a sudden you go like, totally. gosh, wait, that was the sign. Right. That was my kind of sign yep. that I was, like, making lots of milk. And okay. to, to to be able to get to that place to go, actually, this is the sign that I'm making enough milk. Right. Because we're in our groove and this is the rhythm. But it is kind of like a mental shift. And I think that happens, you know, there's a number of phases in breastfeeding, certainly yep. in parenthood where that kind right. of happens and you have to, like, you have to like know that those are coming yeah or look at it um in those moments i thought that was a great example because i think so many of us can relate to what that's like and what you you yep. know start to think when the new normal
1: happens you're like wait what <laughs> yes like all things parenthood totally. once you get used to something it
2: just switches. then it changes i know it just yeah. keeps happening like that doesn't it all the things the thing i like as well is that um and a resource like what you're creating both with having the bus traveling the country as well as with the app is um you are providing resources for people beyond that early time of breastfeeding because typically right you've got maybe a pediatrician who is weighing baby and going yeah giving you some feedback on that Um, you may have a postpartum doula or a birth doula who's checking up on you as birth doulas we see our people between day three and five when milk's coming in and then we say definitely let us know if you have any questions and then we see them later on postpartum as well but After that, we say, we're here for you. Let us know if you've got any questions. And occasionally I get the text of, hey, I'm going back to work. Here's what I'm thinking. But in that other span of time, unless you have friends who are in your life stage, Mm -hmm. all the resource you really have to look for is forums, right? Yeah. And the forums are usually full of hard stuff, scary stories, and everything in between. Yes. Whereas I feel like a resource that you're providing... To us through this app is one of normalizing mm-hmm. different, and yes, I just used that word normalizing.
1: Maybe um, doesn't know this, but we have to take a kombucha shot. Yeah, well, not us. Uh, oh, everybody, everybody
2: else. Yeah, normalizer. Yeah. Okay, okay, good. I, I'm, I'm a normalizer. But the people
1: in the podcast land have to take a pregnancy-safe shot of anything that's not yeah. alcohol whenever yeah. Jen says kombucha. Amazing. Yeah. I'm she says it so yeah. Much. Okay, got it.
2: So <laughs> I'm gonna store up. Someday okay, we will <laughs>
1: actually say. have kombucha okay. or organic
2: okay. okay. orange. We'll something. start making our I own, bottling or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're normalizing this experience as well as giving yeah. more support mm-hmm. in a time when we're like, I wouldn't now that my baby's six months old. Maybe I don't call a lactation consultant, but I do have all these questions. My pediatrician doesn't know anything. My mom didn't breastfeed. Who am I supposed to ask this or seek out this information from?
0: Yeah, and a lot of times moms have questions that are very specific, but they aren't the only ones who do it.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm,
0: I'm pumping on a train. How, what does that look like? Oh, or, you know, things like that where you're like, gosh, you know, I'm a teacher and, and how do I find a way to get Absolutely. out other than my classroom to you know, like a place or, you know, there's certain specific things that you wouldn't necessarily need a lactation consultant Absolutely. or an expert. But you might need the experience of other people right. or, you know, to help you think differently. And so yeah. sometimes, it like, I, I do think – the journey is one that's, that's not always heavy and serious about what we need. Sometimes it's just a little nugget of something that, that you don't know yourself or someone might know better to help us. And I think in a way, that it, you know, in, when you're cooking, for example, mm. you may know how to cook lots of things. or You may be in the group of your dinner, but every so often you come across a recipe or like, oh, can I yeah. substitute that? Or yes. would that taste better with that? And and what you might do is do a quick Google, or you might pop somewhere and ask someone something, and it's not like you don't always need the early beginning heft. Right. But mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. do, throughout this journey, come up, up across things while breastfeeding, all the way down to weaning, and then afterwards sort of even how you kind of, what does the transition look like yeah. when you're done?
2: You don't need a cooking class. You just need somebody who's good at it. Uh, I was was trying to bring in a... a, It's not coming to me, but there's like a, a nice little nice little quote nuggety <laughs> thing in there yeah so close
1: Jen yeah, so close and it I'm is like, oh, no, need
2: <laughs> I any more need more food yeah, yeah you do you need, you need someone
0: you, you need someone to come feed you
2: yeah yeah, yeah. right now I'm hungry yeah. and I need somebody to come yeah, feed me exactly. my low blood sugar is keeping me from my slogans and my one liners. Uh, sometimes oh, yeah. But yeah that's, oh, awesome. oh, that's okay oh, yeah.
1: I love that so that's what pump spotting is you
0: don't need that, a but. cooking class you just sometimes need a new cookbook Oh yeah. a recipe. I a cookbook's too far. Yeah.
1: That's true.
0: Too many. I mean, words I mean, that was in a I. terrible analogy, was the first thing that came
1: I see from. where you're going though. No, I follow. I, like I follow.
0: It.
2: Yeah. I like it. It's true.
0: But because I think I do like parenting it's like it's not all or nothing advice and see, yeah. I, in a way, I think normalizing what we're trying to <laughs> thank do. Thank you, thank you. i have <laughs> a winner. i have a winner. Shots for all. Um, well, you know, there's <laughs> also this whole normalized breastfeeding movement. Yeah, so yeah. We could yeah. say that a
1: lot. On yes, this we could. Yes, um, we could all get very hydrated. But really. I
0: think the the truth is what what and part of what I want to create for us in pump spotting and this resource is the fact that what we we're not always sitting around in forums. What we're doing is texting a friend with a quick one-off oh, question. Yeah or we're calling our pediatrician with something. And so right. how do we create an experience that sort of mirrors the knowledge we need that's much more true to how life is? And so you don't have to go yes. to you don't have to go to the severe end of the spectrum. You just it's just part of like what you're doing and you can get that answer and keep going on with your day.
2: Yeah. And that's I think so. that that goes beyond just breastfeeding into help making healthy communities mm. and making healthy relationships within your community for yourself, your children cuz Parenting only keeps getting messier and more complex. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm doing a downer here. I know. They, they become squishy baby, go from squishy babies to things that are different, yeah. right? And the complexity of those things, knowing how I, I feel like tapping into your local resources when your kids are little, mm-hmm. infants, preschool, mm-hmm. et cetera, um, is an important skill to develop so that you get used to speaking up i have an internal understanding of my child and i know when things are right or wrong because when we listen to that when they're babies Mm -hmm. when they're a teenager sometime and you have a knowing about this is not quite right then you advocate on behalf of your child so there are long-term ramifications i firmly believe not just for breastfeeding per se i don't want to put it all on breastfeeding Mm -hmm. but having a positive um experience with a baby, with an infant, Mm -hmm. with birth that has long-term ramifications. And I would say that's really the, the deep part of what we're talking about here is that we believe that this stuff actually changes lives and communities and culture and everything in between. Well, parenting can be really lonely
1: and it doesn't have to be. And it's really great to have a community where you can connect and know that you're, you're not in the trenches alone and that it's, if you find that foundation now, you can always reach out because it doesn't, I mean, it it gets easier, but it gets harder too. And sometimes it's just nice to say, wow, breastfeeding is messy or tricky. Or I was just at the grocery store and I heard a baby cry and now my shirt is soaked. Or, wow, guys, five-year-olds are so... Super whiny, or yeah. I've got an eight-year-old, and whoo, she's like a sixteen-year-old. Yeah. Sorry, Jed, I know mean, yeah, you've
0: got a sixteen-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and you can't—you can't love it all at every moment. <gasps> oh, oh, that's actually a Jed quote. Yes, I, mean, love it, right? I love it. I mean, you you love it, but you you can't. I, I you actually you could love them, but not it. But yeah. I love it every moment. And I also feel that way about like people are like to ask that question you know well how do you do all these things and you know. yes um
2: it's and, on our piece of paper oh, it's over on our here. Oh, it's one of our
0: questions: how do you do it all um i don't because i don't think you can do it all at every moment you can. oh i think that sometimes you can do a lot and um and i asked for help i know one of the things in your paper was my clean house ah, yeah. i did
1: facebook stalk
0: you um, um and, and I'll, give really <laughs> I'll give you a little tip. I'll give you a little... Well, two things. One, I think that because I'm a creative spirit, yeah. there's always a lot going on in my mind. Yeah. So I don't like clutter uh-huh. because I need order outside because there's not order inside Ooh. my
1: head. Oh, I
0: love uh-huh. that. I learned this about myself. And two, I hire a cleaning person oh, because perfect. I do not like to clean and there nor do go. I want to... Like, that's the one help thing for me is like, I,
1: yeah.
0: I will be miserable doing it, huh. but I will be happy with the outcome... And so I'm gonna just get help in that area because it's not my favorite thing. To and
1: do.
2: that's asking for help. Yeah. Which is I I love this how I'm kind of the opposite of that. Okay. If you I like to clean. well if I had just <laughs> gone to a an emotionally challenging birth and potentially <laughs> I'm exhausted. Yep. And I've given out a lot and I've held space and it's gotten complicated or whatever it might be. I come home. And the best thing is, if no one happens to be home, this recently happened, and I just started cleaning. And it was beautiful. And by the time my friend, my friends, my family, who hopefully they're my friends as well, came home from being out, I was in such a better place to mm-hmm. engage with them because for me, it's that, that messy, knit, not yeah. messy, but it's just chaos in my head and my heart and yeah. it needs to find a place to land. And if I can scrub a, a <laughs> toilet, it sounds terrible, but if I can scrub a toilet, there's a sense of accomplishment yeah. in like something is in order Yeah. versus when I come that. back from a birth and things, or even having gone away yesterday mm-hmm. and I came mm-hmm. into my house and I'm like, uh, wow, what happened in this living room, you guys? Did no one like landing pad here. What is this? And um, to me that's chaos yeah. externally that could be helped by things. It's it's a control thing, yeah. right? And you know, it's my problem that I have to communicate with. No, but well I, think, but I think I
0: actually I think also for motherhood or if you're a new parent there's something in that yeah. in find, that in finding an outlet yes. a balance. To the things you cannot control.
2: Oh, yeah. yes.
0: Because there are so many things with parenthood and motherhood yes. and breastfeeding that you can't control. And so even if it's yes. something tiny, even if you can rearrange your playlist. Oh, yeah. Or you know what I mean or if it's like some tiny thing you can do that actually gives you a sense of strong yes. accomplishment to feel better, um, it's good to find those yep. things early on. And they they can be small things so that when everything goes wrong in terms right. of what you think you're trying to do, you know or you're exhausted or you're sleep deprived it's like find the toilet to scrub or find the one thing that gives you a little bit of like calm and confidence back so that you can deal with the chaos then again
2: well even in that example we had to come to it was a harsh point of a few years ago going wait Um, why are you doing this and being able to identify when things are spinning emotionally Mm -hmm. for me there are actually times I need to not clean the toilet Mm -hmm. I need to not accomplish because Mm -hmm. I need to sit with what's Mm -hmm. going on inside of me and Mm -hmm. make that a priority so I think along the way there is choices to be made Mm -hmm. that we can either engage with the emotion the challenge whatever it might be in, in our internal world. And we could either try to fix it mm-hmm. or we can be with it because maybe it actually can't be fixed. It just has to be worked through yeah. and then we move forward. Yeah. Yeah. And I
1: might be on the other end of the spectrum from you guys. <laughs> from the cleaning, the first yeah. time you come over, you get to see a clean house, and after that, you have to imagine it's clean yeah, every other
0: time. <laughs> You've given the visual. Yeah, that's
1: totally cool. fine after
2: that. You get to use your. Elisa's got a list of like who's been to our house, and that's so it. After that, you do you list Yeah, yeah. I'm so like, no, it. it's good. I support yeah. that. I'm yeah. all for that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah.
2: That and I really should get a cleaning person because I think that would be. I'm thing. all on board uh, for that. Yeah, yeah. I love
1: it. That's a great way to not have to do it all because I think you're right, you can't. Nobody can, right? No. There's no way.
2: Well and you
0: guys must I, I actually this is a whole other topic we could go go into, but I think for me, being on this tour mm. And personally, now I'm kind of having day in and day out some of the experience you have being a doula. Right. Is that you're listening to moms, you're emotionally connecting with them, and you're giving to them. Yes. And so you have to also learn. Now I have to learn how do I like sit with that and then decompress from that. Absolutely. It's one thing when I'm building an app and, and, you know, building community online, but to be doing it in person and have that exchange of emotion um, and energy is so different. And so I like. I'm curious how you guys navigate that because that's one of the things that's been interesting to me is how do I yeah. how am I, be showing up as the most supportive person day in and day out yeah. for all of you when it, there's actually a little bit of a toll or a drain on me to to make yeah. that happen.
1: Oh, it's so interesting that you you said that because when you were talking about being away from your family and the emotions with that, I was thinking, wow, I can really oh, resonate with that because I'm thinking of. The times where, you know, my, my kids will be sick or my family's having a hard time. And I'm like, sorry, I got to go to a birth. Yeah, You get you guys are going to have to navigate this on your own. Mommy's got to go. Someone mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. needs me right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish I had a... <laughs> yeah. no, I wish I had a kid life to for be dicta- For you guys for your life to be a bit
0: dictated by someone yeah. else's time clock.
2: I really think it's it's a lot of the things that you do as a mom anyway where it's the like whoa i am overwhelmed with how loud or challenging this stage of parenting is or um you know this is this hard parenting this child for instance Mm -hmm. and then what do you do at the end of the day how is it that you have some self-care within that and i think it's it is similar um but it's also, um, I think for me, it's knowing um, I want to provide quality interaction mm. and space for mm-hmm. folks. So that means that I have to limit that. Yeah, I can't. You're not going to stay on a bus and yeah. continue to do this forever. True. Right, and that's there's yeah. an end to it. Yeah. Um, I think that's helpful.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So what is next for pump Yes. And
1: Amy. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Now the big questions. No, we (laughs) are really excited. We've got about eight more days on the tour, this first leg of the tour. And then we're going to extend a bit in Chicago and L.A. through the the tour. But um, then beyond that, we're um, going to be growing the community. And really, now I'm going to go sit with all these stories and all this insight and all these interactions we've had and continue to build the app and the experiences and the roadmap in such a way Excellent. that we can serve anew based on all these ideas we have about what we need and um, okay. where we can go. And so I'm probably going to take a big fat nap. I love okay. it. Good, please. And maybe a bit of a sabbatical for a couple of weeks with my family to just really like disconnect from That's awesome. amazing. all
2: things. I think you're letting the stories marinate. Yeah, I need to. And the ideas marinate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah back to the cooking analogy yes we're marinating <laughs> just marinating um, yes, it just and gets then, juicier know, and, yeah. and better it does yeah, it's more flavorful sorry vegetarians uh, yeah
0: I no I think that's I think I'm, that's kind of like my creative process has sort of always been that way like yeah. sponge like soak it yep. all in soak it all in soak it all in until you almost get saturated and then I you know. have to kind of like disconnect and let it go Great. get a little bored um, and then I'll be you know as excited as ever
2: So, we can expect to see more rolled out on that um, app.
0: Yeah, perfect. Um, yep. We've got lots of new features and great. new things coming. And um, we, you know, one of the best things is hearing from other people. You can email me, amy at pumpspotting.com, with your own ideas of what would great. make your journey better. And um, Tell us
1: where to find your app and oh, yeah, all your things. All and the good <laughs> things
0: I've heard. Yeah, all those things. So, pumpspotting.com. You Great. can download the free app. You can follow the tour. You can follow us at Spotting on all our social sites.
1: Great. And we um,
2: are because we love it. Oh, my gosh. It's so cool. Community. Yeah. Yeah. We well, thank you so much for joining us today. Ah, thank you. This has thank been you. very, 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 fun. very fun.
1: We could just talk forever.
0: I know. We probably yeah. could, but I think I'm going to go eat some delicious Seattle
1: food. Yes. Go yes. check out Seattle. Thank the you so much.
2: Thank okay. you. Yay. Nice little quote nuggety <laughs> thing in there. Yeah. So
1: close, Jen. So close.
2: It like, so I, know, need, I need more need food. Yeah, yeah, you Senate do. You need someone.
1: You, yeah, you, you yeah right
2: now I'm hungry and I need somebody to come feed yeah, it. Exactly. My low blood sugar is keeping me from my slogans and my one-liners. I'm telling uh-huh. you.